Welcome back to Magna Vita. I'm Alex Olson. Every week we listen to hours of the best podcasts about personal and professional growth so that you don't have to. We present the best practices and principles empowering us to build a great life. Last week we talked about willpower and unconditional support. This week we listened to 23 episodes. The three best ones talked about progress and time. But first, for the bonus this week, we wanna share a mantra, a quick saying that comes from the special forces. And they often tell themselves when they have to perform in the heat of the moment, they'll tell themselves in training and in combat that the saying it is slow is smooth, smooth is fast. So again, the saying is slow is smooth, smooth is fast. So it might not make a lot of sense, but I think it's super helpful. A lot of times when I try to rush through something, I get flustered, I move too fast, and and because of that, it ends up taking more time. But this has helped me in my own life to slow down, and, and it's not just for physical things. I think this is a great metaphor for life as well, that when we slow down, when we think about what matters most, and we take that time to reflect, then we can more quickly reach the progress and the goals that we set for ourselves. So I hope that helps this week and you can try to remind yourself that slow is smooth, smooth is fast. The first podcast from this week is another great one from the Tim Ferriss Show. He interviewed Charles Koch and If you don't know Charles Koch, he is the 11th richest person in the world. His net worth is estimated to be $50 billion. He's the owner and the leader of Koch Industries, which is the second largest privately held company in the U.S. You've probably heard of the Koch brothers. Um, At the Kennedy School, where I went to school, they were kind of public enemy number one. They are Republicans and they support free market solutions. But this interview, I really recommend it. It was so powerful to see how what we hear about on TV and in the news is not always the full truth. I was really impressed how they talked about constantly, Tim Ferriss said that Charles Koch attacks problems, not people. And what he meant by that was how Charles Koch finds a pas- something he's passionate about and then he'll ally with whoever he can to make an impact. And, and it's not bad things. So, for example, they talked about the difference he's made with criminal justice reform and how President Obama, Obama praised him for his efforts, which recently led to a bill being passed in the Senate with bipartisan support. And to do this, he, Charles Koch partnered and worked with people like Bernie Sanders and liberal groups like the ACLU. And I'm not trying to make this very political, but I really like the principle that from a distance, it's easy to villainize people. It's easy in today's world of social media and the left and the right. It's easy to stereotype people. But it was so powerful to hear this interview and to see how Charles Koch has really good intentions. And I don't agree with everything he's done, and I haven't honestly researched him a ton, but at least in this interview they talked about some of the really powerful good things that he has made happen. Because he's focused on progress, 
and by attacking problems and not people, he's been able to actually make a difference. And so I think that's such a powerful perspective that if we attack problems that can give us something to work towards instead of when we attack people, it really makes it so we can't find any common ground and we can't make any progress. And to do this, one of the main principles from the podcast that they talked about was the benefit of long-term thinking versus short-term thinking. Charles Koch said we have to be willing to sacrifice for the long-term results. And he said that as we do this, it'll be a strong differentiator, that so much of the world today is focused on the short-term and finding joy or whatever it may be in the short-term that we often miss out on those long-term things that actually really matter. And as we focus on the long-term, it will give us a competitive advantage. And so Charles Koch and the Koch brothers had become so well off by acquiring other companies. And he said the first thing that they do with a new acquisition or project is to think through what could go wrong. They write down the key drivers to success, then they research what could go wrong with each one of them. And I really like this lesson. It, it reminded me of something I shared in episode two When I was working at the Pentagon, I had a great leader and we were planning a conference and she kept reminding us and kept asking us, how could we fail? And as we did that, we discovered blind spots and things that we hadn't thought about. And so I really like this idea that oftentimes we focus on success and all the positive things we can do, but it's important to also think about how things could go wrong and how we could fail And then that gives us the power that we need and the perspective that we need to avoid those things. And the last thing that I liked, Charles Koch talked about how his mission is to help people reach their full potential. He said it comes from the quote from Abraham Abraham Maslow, who said, what you can be, you must be. And I really like this, how this is his guiding principle and he's determined that this is what's most important to him and how he can best help other people. And it was interesting how he was constantly striving to improve himself. He said, if you're the best in the world, it's not good enough. If you rest on your laurels, in a couple years you'll be outdated and not good enough. And so I hope that's not overwhelming, but I hope instead it inspires us to keep taking small steps every day and to not become complacent, but instead to see how else we can become better to help those around us. The second podcast from this week is The Art of Manliness. It's titled How to Be a Time Warrior with Steve Chandler. So I know it's kind of a cheesy title, but they give some really helpful things that will hopefully be helpful for us this week as we think about time and how to be productive and overcome procrastination. So Steve, his background, um, he overcame years of addiction and failure to become a successful business coach and author of several books. And the first point that they talked about was Steve said that we mistakenly think about time linearly. Instead, we should think of it as a warrior and attack whatever needs to be done right now. And I really like this idea that he said oftentimes we'll have so many things to do and we'll put it off and we'll try to schedule it, 
but how that often just adds more stress and burden to our life. But instead, if we just attack what we need to do right now, then we can take care of it and we don't have to worry about it later. But I do think in some ways he's missing a step because we first have to decide if that thing is actually worth doing. I think sometimes in my life, I've just been busy and I thought that that was good and I thought I was being productive, but I was filling my life with things that weren't always the best. They weren't bad things, they were good, but they just weren't the best. And so I think we first need to filter those things out of our life and then once we've decided what is most important, then we can attack it and finish it out. Steve then said the key to procrastination is to just do whatever you are procrastinating. So this is obviously super simple, but he does make a strong point that when we do hard things, it creates new neural pathways in our brain, making it easier to do that hard thing again in the future. And one way we can do this and do those hard things is to recognize the difference between know-how and want to. So Steve said that we often think that we need to know how to do something perfectly. So we'll spend hours, days, weeks, or even months researching something. But he said we can start when we simply want to do something. All it takes is desire. And he he gave a great example that he was coaching someone who had written a screenplay and she didn't know what to do with it. So he started telling her and she was really surprised. She asked him how he knew that and he said, because I just Googled it. And I love that principle and that lesson that we can often put up these barriers in our mind and we can think that something's gonna be so hard and difficult, but if we want to do something, we can just take that small first step. Steve said, just get started and figure it out as you go. And the host, Brett McKay, shared that Aristotle has a great quote about how if you want to become a carpenter, you do it by doing carpenter things, not by reading about carpentry. And I really like this idea that we become better by doing things, not just by reading about them. And to be clear, reading isn't bad, but only reading is. We need to follow up reading with action. Then Steve went on to talk about how we often don't do big projects because they seem too big and too overwhelming. He said that to overcome this, we can again be a warrior and cut the project into smaller pieces. That we just need to focus on the next smallest action that we can take. This action will build momentum, giving us the motivation to take the next small step. And the last part from this podcast, they talked about problems. And Steve said, we make our problems worse by how we label them in our head. If we expect something to be really hard and really bad, then it will be. He said, instead, when we face a problem, we can capture it by writing it down that this helps us to put it in perspective and realize that it's not as bad as we might think. So hopefully these points or these uh, tips about time can help us this week to just focus on those things that matter most, 
that we don't have to schedule them, but we can just attack them right now and make small progress every day. The last podcast from this week is a new show that I'm really excited to share. So I'd like to first thank Chris Delewski. He's a great friend um, who I went to school with and is currently in pilot training doing great things. And he recommended this one and it was a really good one. It is called Skimmed from the Couch. So you might have heard of the newsletter Skimmed where they send out the top news articles and things that are going on but they skim it so it's in a more condensed format. They also recently came out with a really a book that looks great and this podcast is really good as well. The idea behind it is they interview powerful female leaders to talk about their journey on the road to success. And this week they interviewed Mel Robbins who is known for the five second rule. She's an incredibly successful author and speaker who's helped a lot of people. And what I really appreciated was she was incredibly open about her own struggles and failures, both personal and professional. She talked about how her and her husband tried to start a restaurant business and unfortunately it went under, it went bankrupt, and so they became $800,000 in debt. I can't imagine being in that much debt. And she talked about because of that, that led to her developing anxiety and really struggling with mental health, with her own mental health. And to overcome that, she started something which is called the five second rule. And she said that we should use this anytime we know we should do something, but we're struggling to do it. So it's really simple. She says we should count backwards five, four, three, two, one, when we start to feel anxiety creeping in. And it, it, could, it could be any negative thought. It doesn't just have to be anxiety. And this is so important because Mel said they've done studies and they found that 80% of our thoughts are negative. In the Air Force, we talk about, in our resiliency training, we talk about how this is because it's our, our evolutionary minds. And in the past, we primed ourselves to look for the negative as a protective mechanism. But we no longer need to be so primed for negative things. We don't need to fight or flee from a saber-toothed tiger. So I really like that this process can help us circumvent and it can help us avoid those negative thoughts that aren't helpful. And Mel said it does that because it engages our prefrontal cortex, putting us back in control. This is so important because she said, we are one decision away from a completely different life. And I love that idea that every single day we have the opportunity to choose something different, to choose something more and something better for ourselves. And this is one way and one tool that we can do that. And she said that as she was struggling and going through those hard times, she said it was so important to look for the message in the mess. And she said that in every mistake or regret that we have, we should look for the lesson that it is teaching us to become better. And one way that we can do this, she said at Harvard Medical School, they did a study and they found that when we're nervous, we can trigger our body into thinking that we're excited by reframing the situation 
and telling ourselves that we're excited. This simple step stops the flow of cortisol to our prefrontal cortex. She called this process and these thoughts anchor thoughts. And she said that these anchor thoughts help us when we visualize what specifically we are excited about. And the last part from this interview that I thought was interesting, she said you're not defined by what you do. And so I think she was looking into the past. She was saying that we shouldn't feel shame and regret for what we've done. Um, because I really like Sarah and I recently watched Batman, the, those great movies with Christian Bale. And one of the quotes, I'll probably butcher it, but he says something along the lines of, it's not who I am underneath, but what I do that defines me. And so taking these two ideas together, I think, I think what she's getting at and what they're both getting at is we're defined by what we do next. So we don't have to look into the past and be filled with regret or frustration, but instead we can focus on the future and we can think about how we can make a difference for ourselves first, how we can help ourselves so that we can help lift and strengthen others. In closing, we hope these tactics and tools about progress and time help you or someone you know this week to build a great life. Thank you for the reviews and sharing the podcast, and thank you for listening. We know you're really busy, and it means a lot that you're here. So thanks so much, and we'll see you on Friday.